three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here as we continue to look at God's Word and my endeavor to encourage all of us to be more and more in the Word and studying it and in a sense marinating on God's Word because we definitely marinate a lot in the world and we need to be doing less of that and more of marinating in what God has for us, right? So that's uh, just a part of what we're doing here. And so sometimes marinating is hard if we don't understand what it's about or how it's affecting us. But scripture does affect us. There's a ministry of the word, I believe. And so let's just keep pressing on. And we're in Exodus chapter 29. We're going to look at verses 26 to 37. And this is really setting the stage of what's going to happen We'll see it, I think, in Leviticus chapter 8 or around chapter 8 when the actual feast will happen, a dedication of the priest, the consecration of the priest will happen. So the beginning of Leviticus is all about the the building of the temple and the tent of meetings and the courtyard and all the furniture pieces, the consecrating of it, and then the consecrating of Aaron and his sons, the priest. So... Let's see what's going to be directed by God to Moses, how that should happen. And it's really just a feast where, a seven-day feast where Aaron and his sons especially get to eat some of the offerings to the Lord. All right, so verse, we're going to start verse 26. You shall take the breast of the ram of Aaron's ordination and wave it for a wave offering before the Lord, and it shall be your portion. Okay, so let me just stop right there. So you, to be your portion means they are going to eat it, Moses and them. Verse 27, and you shall consecrate the breast of the wave offering that is waved and the thigh of the priest's portion that is contributed from the ram of ordination. So, that, so let me pause again. They're going to sacrifice a ram during the ordination. They're going to sacrifice... Uh, I think a bull too. And so this is just parts of that sacrificial ram um, that they're talking about. And they're, they're waving it and then they they get to eat it. Um, so I think I'm halfway through verse 27. That wave offering that is waved and the thigh of the priest portion that is contributed from the ram of ordination from what was Aaron's and his son's. Verse 28, it shall be for Aaron and his sons as a perpetual due from the people of Israel, for it is a contribution. It shall be a contribution from the people of Israel, from the peace offerings, their contribution to the Lord. Verse 29, the holy garments of Aaron shall be for his sons after him. They shall be anointed in them and ordained in them. The sons who succeed him as priests who comes into the tent of meeting to minister in the holy place, shall wear them seven days. You shall take the ram of ordination and boil its flesh in a hole in a holy place. And Aaron and his son shall eat the flesh of the ram and the bread that is in the basket in the entrance of the tent of meeting. They shall eat those things which, with which atonement was made at their ordination and consecration. But an outsider shall not eat of them, because they are holy. 
And if any of the flesh for ordination or of the bread remain until the morning, then you shall burn the remainder with fire. It shall not be eaten because it is holy. Thus you shall do to Aaron and to his sons according to all that I have commanded you. Through seven days shall you ordain them. And every day you shall offer a bull as a sin offering for atonement. And you shall purify the altar when you make atonement for it and shall anoint it to consecrate it. Seven days you shall make atonement for the altar and consecrate it. And the altar shall be most holy. Whatever touches the altar shall become holy. And we'll, we'll stop right there. So again, lots of details about not only how God is to be worshipped, but how the instruments around that are to be built, even the tent and the walls around the courtyard, the furniture, the lampstand, and even how the those who will minister to the Lord and between the Lord and his people, how they shall dress and how here they will be consecrated for seven days. They are consecrated for seven days. The altar is consecrated. Every day a bull is sacrificed. Every day these men will feast and be eating what is offered to them, to the Lord, from the people. So it's a it's a great it's 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 bloody. It's a feast, and it's a reminder to all of us that our sin cost. Uh, cost something right and so how do we how do we keep moving on if we know we are sinners is to come to that place where we know that we have been forgiven that there is a god that that forgives us that paid the price that has justified us that has cleansed us completely from our sins and that we can go boldly before his throne of grace and worship him in spirit and in truth and petition to him, pray, ask, and commune with the Holy One of Israel. And it's interesting here how he says that anything that touches it shall be holy. So the cleansing, the holiness of God, if you will, the holiness of Jesus Christ, that when we approach him, and we're in his presence, we are made holy because he is holy. Not because not because of what we bring, right? Not because of our offerings, our burnt offerings, whatever it might be. We bring nothing except our sin. And so when we clothe ourselves with the righteousness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, then we go into his presence and we are in his presence. So I pray that you would do that, that you would go into his presence, that you would sense and know that you are loved and that you are, uh, that you know who you are in Christ Jesus. And Paul had this prayer in Ephesians. It was sort of the transition between talking about really the doctrine of the theology and doctrine of who God is and who we are, that we are sinners that God saved us before the foundation of the world. And moving into the practical, how do we work out this? How do we work out how we be, how being God's, right? 
um, being the Christians as they're called today. And he says this uh, in this in Ephesians chapter three. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. So that's my prayer for all of us today. God bless you. Have a great day. Talk to you soon.